With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. today for the sick and afflicted everywhere. We're praying today for each of you who have tuned into this broadcast because we know that you are going to be especially blessed for the word that you're going to receive on today. God has favored us highly, and we are so grateful. Today, my text will be found in the book of Exodus, chapter 3, and verse 5. And he said, Draw not hither, now hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place wherein thou standest is holy ground. Now, subject today is change your shoes and keep stepping. Change your shoes and keep stepping. Many situations demand a change. Times change. Everything changes. And your shoes have to change. I have a little shoe that my mother bought me when I was a little tiny baby. My mother and my father. That was over 83 years ago, and I still have that little shoe. 
Also, when I was only five years old, my mother sent me downtown in Fort Smith, Arkansas, to purchase a pair of shoes for myself. I got the shoes. Everything went fine, but I got them a little bit too large. And I know that I've had many shoes since then, some good, some bad. I can remember how in the early days when we didn't have much money and the shoes would wear out and we'd have to get cardboard and put inside the shoe so that our feet would not be on the ground. But as I've grown up, God has blessed me highly, and I'm grateful. I've had to change shoes for some plants because they required steel-toed shoes. Change shoes when I was on the track team at college because it's a special shoe that you had to have in order to run track successfully. I had to have a different shoe when I went into the military service because there are special shoes for the Army, for the Marines, for the Navy, for the Armed Corps. And so my friends' shoes are very important, and there comes a time we have to change our shoes. There are so many different kinds. There are cloth shoes, leather shoes, wood shoes, straw shoes. There are brogans and boots and snowshoes, patent leather shoes, shoes for farming, shoes for fishing, shoes for dancing, shoes for golf. Shoes for basketball, football. There are also some overshoes. We call them rubbers. And these cover our shoes in case the rain comes down. But there was a time when women of the uh, higher class, the women who were kings, queens, princesses, Women in high society wore shoes that were more decorative, shoes that were very soft and easy on the feet. Well, when you have a job and your job changes, sometimes you have to change shoes. When your position changes, sometimes you must change shoes. In the early days, the shoemaker traveled from family to family, and he would build shoes out of whatever material that family had for him to make the shoes out of. To be shoeless in Israel was a bad disgrace. It was a bad disgrace to be shoeless in Israel. I'm hoping today that you 
Well, think about the kind of shoes that you're wearing. And I admonish you that if you're wearing the wrong shoes, they'll hurt your feet. You can wind up with corns. You can wind up crippled. You wind up with swollen feet, aching feet. Hurts so bad you can't sleep hardly at night. Then you have to be very careful with your feet because some people have stinking feet. Sometimes people pull a shoe off and send it so bad you can't understand it. So you have to have it washed and cleaned. In the early biblical days, they spent a lot of time washing feet, especially when they had been on a trip. You see, Christians evidently are intended to be people in motion. Christians are not folk that just stand still and do nothing. So in order to be a motion person, they had to have shoes for their feet. And the whole body was provided with some kind of armor. The head is provided with a helmet, for he is to be thoughtful. His heart is covered with a breastplate, so he is to be a man, a woman of feeling. His whole body is protected by a shield. So the person is called to endurance and caution. But he is to be active, is certain, because a sword is provided for his hand to use and sandals provided with which his feet ought to be shod. Have your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel. God worketh in us. He arouses all of our activities by working in us to will and to do his good pleasure. The Lord never intended his people to be automatons time clocks, or statues, cold and dead. But it meant them to have life. He wanted his people to have life more abundantly. I wonder, do you ever just get satisfied with the life and content? Don't want to try to get being better? Don't want to try to accomplish no more than you have accomplished? Or are you just satisfied You need a shoe change. You need a shoe change so you can keep stepping. Never get bogged down in the same situation, in the same muck and mire. Change shoes and get out of the mire that has you bogged down. A true believer is an active person. Always moving, always doing something worthwhile. Never allow yourself to get stagnated. Now, the person who marches meets with stones. 
Yes, if you march, you sooner or later are going to step on a stone. And if you're a warrior, you're dashing to the thick of conflict, you're going to be assailed with weapons. Therefore, you need to be shod soberly to meet your perils. The active and energetic Christian meets with temptations which do not happen to other folks. Idle persons can scarcely be said to be in danger because they are a stage beyond that and are already overcome. The devil scarcely needs to tempt them because they rather tempt the devil. Somebody said one time to the devil, say, give me your best shot. Well, my friend, he will definitely give you his best shot and some more. You see, a decaying body around which vultures of vice are sheer together, but earnest laborious believers are sure to be assailed, even as fruit-bearing trees are certain to be visited by the birds. The devil cannot bear a man who serves God earnestly. He does damage to the arch enemy's dominions, and therefore he must be excessively assailed. The prince of darkness will try, if he can, to injure the good man's character. He'll try to break his communion with God. He'll try to spoil the simplicity of one's faith. He'll try to make him proud of what he's doing and the simplicity of his faith, to make him proud of what he's doing or make him despair of success. In some way or other, he will, if possible, bruise the worker's heel. If the devil can't get your head, he can't get your arms, he can't get your legs, he'll bruise your heel, trip you up, lame you all together. And because of all these dangers, infinite mercy has provided what we call a gospel shoe for the believer's feet, shoes of the best kind might not look the best, but they're the best you can get. Gospel shoes, such as only those warriors wear who serve the Lord of hosts. I'm going to move on to kind of examine some of these shoes. Might even try some of these shoes on. Our first duty is to examine the shoes which are provided for us by our captain, Jesus Christ. And in so doing, we are delighted to find that we are shod with divine preparation. Many preparation and inventions are used for protecting feet. But this is a preparation in which infinite skill has been displayed. And the same wisdom is put forth as in the gospel itself, which is the masterpiece of God. Every portion of the gospel is from God, and all the influence which makes it a gospel of peace is his. And we are therefore thankful to find that we are to wear the gospel shoe. 
Thank him for the preparation of that shoe. We're glad to find that shoes are made of excellent material. Oh, some like leather shoes, some like cloth shoes, some like shoes made from the skin of various creatures, snake shoes and alligator hide shoes, and many other kind of shoes, excellent material. For they are composed, but these heavenly shoes, the gospel shoe, is composed of preparations of the gospel of peace. And what better material can there be than the gospel itself, the gospel of peace, that peace that grows out of the gospel? We believe in a gospel which was formed in the purpose of God from all eternity, designed with infinite wisdom, wrought out at an enormous expense, costing nothing less than the blood of Jesus. I don't know what you pay for your shoes. Oh, there are times when I could go get a pair of shoes for 50 cents. Oh, yeah. There are times that some people pay thousands and thousands of dollars just for one pair of shoes. But this gospel shoe cannot purchase with the money of man. It is purchased at the blood of Jesus. I thank God for him who brought home infinite power even to the might of the Holy Ghost a gospel full of blessings, any one of which would outweigh a world in price. A gospel as free as it is full. A gospel that's everlasting and immutable. A gospel which, of which we can never think too much of, whose praises we can never exaggerate. It is from this choice gospel that its choicest essence is taken, namely, it's peace, and from this peace those sandals are prepared with which a man may tread on the lion and the adder. Now, I don't know about you, but even though I have on the gospel shoe, I may not try it on a natural, uh, a real lion, but I definitely would step on the head of a snake. I'll kick him and stomp him until he's dead. Yea, and on the fierce, burning coals of malice and slander and persecution, we can walk all over these things. What better shoes can a soul require? What matchless material for girding the pilgrim's foot is that which is here mentioned, the peace which comes from the gospel, the preparation of heart and life, with springs of a full knowledge, reception, and experience of the gospel in our souls. It means something. It means, first, that a sense of perfect peace with God is the grandest thing in all the world with which to travel through life. Let a person know that its sins are forgiven for Christ's name's sake, that he's reconciled to God by the death of his son, and that between him and God there is no ground of difference. 
what a joyful pilgrim he becomes. When we know that as the Lord looks on us, his glance is full of infinite, undivided affection, that he sees us in Jesus Christ as cleansed, washed free from our sins, from every respect of sin, accepted in the beloved, that by virtue of a complete atonement, we are forever reconciled to God. Then we march through life without fear, mooted, busking for all exigences of the way. Yea, we're ready to plunge through fire and water, thorns and thistles, breaks and briars, without being afraid. A man of peace with God dreads neither the ills of life nor the terrors of death. We're not afraid of poverty and sickness, persecution, and the pain have lost their sting when sin is pardoned. I'm so glad you need to change your shoe and keep stepping. I think about some physical characters. I think about David had on the gospel shoe when he walked down to the water and picked up those five smooth stones. Goliath had graves of brass upon his legs, but he's better armed who wears a full assurance of peace with God through the gospel. And when God is with you, God can guide the stones like the stone that David sent to kill their lion, tread down enemies. You can crush them like grapes in a wine press. Its shoes will be iron and brass, shod with them. You can stand upon the high place of the earth. Your feet will not slip. There was another person called Achilles. He received a deadly wound in his heel, but no arrow can pierce the heel of man whose foot is sandaled with reconciliation by the atoning blood of Jesus. Many a warrior has fainted while he was marching, dropped from the ranks exhausted, but no weariness of the way can happen to the person who's held up by the eternal God, for his strength is renewed day by day. I thank God I walk with him. I talk with him. He lives within my soul, and he'll keep the feet of his saints. He will give his angels charge over you, but keep you in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash the foot against the stone. Another form of preparation of the gospel of peace will be of essential service to us, namely peace with our fellow man. If you don't have peace with your fellow man, 
You need to change your shoes. If you don't like your brothers and sisters, change your shoes. If you can't keep peace with your fellow church members, you need to change your shoes. I'm so glad you need to think hardly of any Christian brother is a sandal most easy to the foot, protecting it from many a thorn. Wear it in the church. Wear it in all the holy services. Wear it in all intercourse with Christian men, and you will find your way among the brethren. Greatly smooth, you'll win their love and esteem. You can avoid a world of jealousy and opposition if you have on that gospel shoe. I'm so glad it will be to travel girt with this shoe of peace with all mankind. If it be possible, as much as light in you, live peacefully with all men. Study people. Study how to get along. And even sometimes when you come in the church and you sit down and you need to look around and that person you see that looked downhearted, broken-spirited, you ought to just send up a prayer to God to help that person and bless that person instead of sitting there talking about they think they're cute, they think they're better than everybody. You need to keep peace with all men. And now I got to move on. We got to try on some of these shoes. Here our joy is great to find out that they fit perfectly. God knows the exact kind of shoe and the exact size of shoe that you need. On the gospel shoe, your feet never get hurt. It's never swelling. It's never too tight. It's never too big. It's the purple, perfect size. Never need tugging. Never need straining to get it on. The gospel of peace suits every foot, whether it be that of a little babe in grace or a strong man in Christ. Jesus has a shoe for you. No person can travel well, much less engage in the battle successfully, unless his dress is comfortable, especially that part which relates to his feet. No foot was ever uneasy when once it had put on the gospel shoe. Mephibosheth's, oh Lord, who have been lame in both feet even from birth, have found this shoe work miracles and caused them to leap as hearts upon the mountains. The gospel shoe helps our infirmities, heals our wounds, and our old sins suits itself to all our tender places, whatever the weakness may be. 
the gospel rise for that. Whatever the distress is, it's peace relieves that. Other shoes have their pension places, but he who wears the gospel shoe will find out he can walk in heavenly places. I'm so glad the preparation of the gospel of peace is a wonderful shoe for giving its wearer a firm foothold. Surely it was this shoe that Habakkuk sang when he said, The Lord is my strength. He will make my feet like hinds feet. He will make me to walk in dangerous places, in high places. What persons are on slippery rocks or dangerous places and when a fall would be for them, need to change their shoes. It'll be well for them to have their feet shod. Their feet won't grip, won't slip. It'll make a firm hole. Many professors soon get thrown over, attacked with duck doctrinal error. They yield rapidly. They are sailed by temptation. Their feet go from under them. But the person who has perfect peace with God, who relies on the Most High, shall never be moved. For the Lord will hold him up. His shoes are driven themselves into eternal verities, and they hold just like a ship's anchor. He knows whom he has believed, and he feels a heavenly peace. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you can put on this gospel shoe that's running in the gospel shoe. You can run with the footsman when the gospel shoe. You can run and not be tired. You can walk and not faint. The shoe of our text is especially famous for suitability for marching in the ways of daily duty. Soldiers have little time for contemplating the comfort of their shoes and the fitness for mere standing for their daily marches to perform. They, too, have parades, but heavy marches involve stern tall, protected effort. Oh, my friend, you need to try on this shoe. God has a good shoe that will fit you perfectly. You don't have to worry about the cost Jesus paid with his own blood, the price for the shoe. The gospel shoes are effective preservative from all ordinary roughness, from the roll of life. Although most of the time we have some trouble, but he'll make your rough way smooth and make the rocky road like a grassy walk. I'm so glad the Lord will provide for you when you have to climb the mountain. The shoe is good for climbing. Do you ever practice the holy art of spiritual climbing? 
God's blessed spirit and leading the way for you. Do you ever climb Mount Tabor and be transfigured with your master? You ought to climb up shiny eye and get a little closer to the Lord. I got to wrap it up. But I want to let you know you need to change your shoes and, and take another step. Keep on stepping because the ground you stand on is holy ground. You need to pull off that old bad shoe. Take off the shoe of shacking. Take off the shoe of drinking. Take off the shoe of woman chasing. Take off the shoe of dope. Take off the shoe of ditch digging. Take off the shoes of lying. Take off the shoes of homosexuality and put on the gospel tune. You're standing on holy ground and you can't stand there unless you have the gospel shoes, the pillar and the ground of truth. I'm so glad the prodigal son had to pull off his shoes. He had messed up, become a a spin-thread and wound up in the hog pen, but he had to take out the shoes that he had in the hog pen. They were filthy, they were stinking, they were dirty, but one day he came to himself. He got back his right mind. He said, hey, look at me. Here I am in the hog pen. Here I am eating hog slop. And my, 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 my father has food enough to spare. Yes, I'm going to rise. I'm going to rest myself. I'm going to tell my father I'm not worthy to be called your son. I'm going to change shoes. I'm so glad he struggled over that road. Going home, his father met him, took him to the house, washed his nasty feet, put new shoes on his feet. God will, God will, God will do the same thing to you. I don't care for your sunken sin. The Lord will wash you clean. The Lord will make you pure. The Lord will put on gospel shoes. I'm so glad, I'm so glad that the Lord will fix you up just like you should be, and with the shoe, you can tread on serpents and scarpents. I'm so glad if you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, you can put on the gospel shoe and fear no evil. I'm so glad I have on the gospel shoe. Don't get caught. Without the gospel shoe, because if you have on the wrong shoes, they'll tell on you. They'll tell exactly where you've been when you say you've been with a friend. My friend, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, and I'm warning you to pull off those world of shoes. 
change your shoe and keep stepping after you put on that gospel shoe. May God bless you and may God keep you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for every person who tuned in to this broadcast today. We pray for every mother's daughter, every father's son. We pray for the sick and afflicted. We pray for all of our founders, responders, the police, the firemen, the doctors, the lawyers. We pray, O oh God, for the sick and afflicted. We pray for those with aches and pains, maladies, diseases in their bodies. We know that you're a doctor who's never lost a patient, and you've got all power in your hand. You can speak the word, and they'll be healed right now. God is right now, God. May God bless you, and may God keep you. In Jesus' name we ask it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.